Good morning, Orlando. Tuesday morning at the top of the 6 o'clock hour and right off the top, you're in time for a look at Orlando's news, weather, and traffic here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the hunt for the suspected Facebook killer continues and brush fires stop school buses in Lake County. We'll have those details coming up in one minute. President Trump closing in on 100 days in office. How's he doing? My take and yours next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Tuesday morning at 6.01 on News Radio 1025. The search for the Ohio man accused of murdering his victim on Facebook is going national. Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson says federal officials have raised the reward offered for the capture of the suspect. There is an award of up to... $50,000 for the arrest of Mr. Uh, Steve Stevens. The murder occurred in Cleveland, but Police Chief Calvin Williams said Stevens could be, quote, anywhere and that the reach is now all over the country. In the video, Stevens claims to have murdered other people, but police are still so far not aware of any additional victims. At a news conference yesterday, Williams pleaded with Stevens to turn himself in to end the search peacefully. Meanwhile, police in Philadelphia had received unconfirmed sightings of Stevens at a city park after a sighting of the so-called Facebook killer. Stevens is considered armed and dangerous. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. And Bud, Philadelphia had 30 schools on lockdown yesterday because of uh, that sighting of Stevens in that city park. And those alleged sightings, which turn out to be nothing, are running rampant throughout social media, ironically, because this is a story that comes out of social media. It's amazing to me that the uh, trail has run cold. I, I think somebody... Somebody he knows and has a good relationship with is hiding him. You know, for how long? I don't know. He's a guy who would stick out like a sore thumb in public with a big beard, and he's a huge, hulking man. He you know? is. And I think, you know, that the important part is, is just like, you know, uh, Police Chief Williams had said, he, you know, could be all over the country. Us here in Florida need to, you know, even though the alert was for mainly the Midwest and Northeast, sure. he could be anywhere. He could be on his way to Florida. Yeah, by so, this time, he could be. Exactly. So I think we need to do our due diligence and uh, keep uh, ourselves aware here as well. Well, yep, and if you, you do know. see him, give him you know give him plenty of room and call nine one one immediately. Absolutely, do not approach this guy. A Wisconsin man is being charged over accusations of sending a manifesto to President Trump and robbing a gun store before sparking a 10-day manhunt. Joe Jakubowski was officially charged in Rock County Court yesterday with burglary, theft, and possession of burglary tools. When asked if he understood the charges against him by court officials, Jakubowski said, quote, I am not a slave. You cannot tell me what to do, end quote. Bond was set at $30,000. In local news, thanks to an 800-acre brush fire, school buses will not pick up Lake County students this morning, although they may be able to run their routes this afternoon if the road reopens. School buses didn't pick up Lake County students on Monday along a close section of State Road 44 in the Royal Trails and Pine Lakes area because of smoke from that nearby brush fire. The road reopened later Monday morning. And Lake County schools had warned last night that the roadway may be closed again this morning. And if so, bus routes would be canceled. And that has happened. However, students unable to attend school because of transportation issues will have their absences excused. Just to be clear here, Lake County geographically is a big county. It is. This school bus service is normal in 99% of Lake County. It's just this isolated area near the smoke from the fire around 44, there right? There's several middle schools and elementary schools yeah. that, that are mm-hmm. affected by it. So, yep. yeah, if the, if your school bus takes you along State Road 44, you yep. know, and Lake County schools say they're going to be doing what they can to let parents know through 
social media posts, mm-hmm. with uh, the reverse 9-1 call system right that they use as well. Uh, in case you didn't know, today is the deadline for filing taxes. Normally, the due date without getting an extension is April 15th, but this year you have through the end of today. The U.S. Postal Service warns late filers to check the last collection time at their local post office. The United States Postal Service says to make sure you put the proper postage on the envelope, the correct address, return address, and write so that it's readable. All of those things other people have tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, another cool uh, cool local story. Cape Canaveral is readying for a launch today to send up supplies to the International Space Station. The Atlas V rocket will carry the unmanned Cygnus spacecraft and a liftoff scheduled for between 11.11 and 11.41 this morning from Launch Complex 41. 7,700 pounds of goods will be carried up to the ISS on the Cygnus spacecraft and for the first time ever Cameras will provide a live 360-degree video of the rocket heading towards space. NASA will provide the 360 stream today of that unmanned Atlas rocket as it blasts off from Cape Canaveral. The stream will begin 10 minutes before the scheduled 11.11 a.m. liftoff and continue until the rocket is out of sight. And apparently you can control what it is you want to see on the NASA YouTube channels reading about this, and you you can decide, all right, I want to switch to this angle, that angle, and you can do it. Oh, that would be so cool. Oh, yeah, coming up this morning. Yeah, definitely. Right now, though, WFLA News Time at 6.06, and you can check out News Radio 102.5 WFLA's 50,000-watt front porch logo contest. Great prizes and bragging rights at 102.5 WFLA.com. The first hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando with Bud Hedinger and Deborah Roberts on News Radio 102.5. And Yappy holding the whole thing together. Executive producing from the control room here on the 50,000-watt front porch. So you know what we sound like, but what does the 50,000-watt front porch look like in your mind's eye? Just depict it any way you can. Go to 1025WFLA.com, enter keyword porch. to find out all about it and all about the fabulous prizes. Uh, the contest keeps on running until we uh, draw a winner right at the beginning of uh, May here on Good Morning Orlando, guys. Yeah, we've got some great prizes, and you do not have to be an established artist. I think, you know, it's important to keep making that point because folks hearing this might think, well, I don't know how to draw. Yeah. I, I you know, I can't do anything with this. Photoshop yes, and lots of things you can do. Oh, yeah, and we've gotten some pencil drawings, some yeah. charcoal drawings. Some we're not sure if they're drawing. So everything is everything is up for grabs. Yep, good stuff. Yep. All right. Hey, listen. Uh, also, top of each hour here, you can win a thousand dollars in our "Make Your Wallet Great Again" texting contest. Top of the hour, just before Deb brings us the news, catch the latest keyword, and you could win a thousand bucks. So we're closing in a hundred days of President Trump in office. You watch the mainstream media. And you take a look at this Gallup poll that shows falling trust numbers for the president, and you'd think he's like the worst president since Warren G. Harding, for crying out loud. Am I naive when I tell you I think in general he is doing one terrific job? If I had to grade him, I'd give him an A or an A minus nearly 100 days in. What's your take on President Trump? How's he doing? 407-916-5400. I want to hear from you. And the text line always open at 23680. I really want your opinion on this because maybe maybe you think, you know, Bud Man, you're just uh, seeing him through rose-colored glasses. I'm really impressed with an awful lot more of what he has been doing. 
than anything that particularly disturbs me about this presidency early on. Closing in on 100 days. How's he doing? You tell me. 407-916-5400. Grade the president. Text line 23680. I'm giving him an A or an A minus, okay? Now, we'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Most of the mainstream media is invested in discrediting and destroying the Trump presidency, doing the bidding of the Democrat Party because they're so, so many of them who just call the shots at mainstream media outlets, you know, uh, are, are liberals. They simply are. All the studies absolutely confirms that. Something like 85% of people who are decision makers and major media companies in America are from the left, okay? I'm looking at a Gallup poll here that is in that shows since February, Trump's trust numbers have fallen. February, Trump keeps his promises. 62% said, yeah, I believe that. Now it's down to 45, supposedly. Uh, that he can bring about changes this country needs. 53% believe that in February, only 46% do. Blah, 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 blah. Listen, there's nothing the president can do to be the Lone Ranger in repealing and replacing Obamacare. Uh, Ryan and company were driving a bad bill. This thing's going to get redone, and I think we're going to have a health care system that's going to be much, much better than certainly what we have as Obamacare continues to crater. Um, and then, of course, you've got the uh, the courts, the liberal courts, who are tying up those uh, orders to keep people out from these Muslim nations in the Middle East where we can't vet out the terrorists, okay? Ultimately, I believe the Constitution will rule if there is any justice in the United States Supreme Court, and there ought to be enough justice there with Gorsuch now in that I think he will prevail there, hopefully before we get hit with a terrorist attack from one of those countries. But I think that that is... That is is causing some of these numbers to diminish. But, you know, we have the, the higher American executive order that's going to be signed in Wisconsin by the president today. Look at all the other executive orders. You talk about action here. Opening up the, the drive for full energy independence. Green lighting the Keystone XL pipeline. Deregulation. You want to add a regulation? You got to take two off the books. The federal hiring freeze immediately upon taking office. I could go on and on and on. The subsequent order very recently to his budget director, send out the word to all the federal agencies, you got to pare down your budgets and pare down your payroll. I see so much more I like about President Trump on the way to 100 days as President Yaffe than I do not to like him. Until, until I have rock-solid proof that this guy's not what I believe him to be. He gets a high grade from the Bud Man. I'll give him an A or an A minus. You want to grade the president? Sure, I'd give him a B or a B minus. The main reason is the healthcare thing when he went after the Freedom Caucus. That definitely put a bad taste in my mouth. Also, we really need some good legislation to get passed. Part of that's Congress's fault as well, but he's still the leader. That being said, he has made some great appointments. Neil Gorsuch being the best of them, but in the cabinet, he's done some great appointments. He has shown very good support for the military, which I think is good, and boosts morale in the military. I think that's a big plus. I think it really is as well. I, I think he's put together a tremendous cabinet. I really yeah, do. exactly um, right. Absolutely that's right. That's probably Partic- one of his best Particularly things. on the national security front, I think. Particularly oh, yeah. Particularly on the national security yeah. front. Madison yeah. McMaster are yeah. great. Oh, yeah. I agree 100%. H.R. McMaster. Is that a cool name or what? <laughs> it just sounds like That's a military out of a leader. That's a movie. Yeah, exactly you know, National right. National Security Advisor. <laughs>
Get me H.R. McMaster. <laughs> <laughs> I completely agree we'll with that. shoot down those aliens. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how do you grade the president? Mainstream media is invested along with the Democrat Party in destroying him. Gallup poll shows the trust numbers are down. I don't know. I'm, am I viewing a different president here than everybody else? Yaffe gives him a good grade. I give him an even higher grade. What kind of a grade do you give the president? We haven't taken your temperature on this in a while. You are the smartest audience in talk radio. Just call us up, grade it, and defend the grade. 407-916-5400. Our text line, 236-80. All right. Class is in session. And the teachers are grading the papers. How's President Trump doing? What grade do you give him on the way to 100 days in office? Yaffe gives him a B or a B minus. The Bud Man gives him an A or an A minus. First professor on the line was Frank from From Deltona. Whoa, I'm not sure what happened there. I'm going to put him on hold. Yaffe, we had problems with the phone system yesterday. Let's take another call and see what happens here, gang. Um, Let's Let's go go to to John. In Orlando, we're we're getting getting echoes. John, can you hear me? Oh, boy, Yaffe, we're in trouble. I'll tell you what, though. Frank, uh, it says on the screen, loves Trump, gives him a B. John from Orlando, Trump, A minus. GOP, D or B. John from Claremont, Trump, A plus. I don't know, then it says B. I don't know what that means. And Roger from Winter Garden, Trump doing great B. Yaffe, do I try to take any of these phone calls? Are we going to... No, I'll, I'll have to fix it. I Sorry about that, everybody. But yeah, um, John in Orlando gives Trump an A. Right. But he gives the GOP, the Congress, a D. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is very, very interesting. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Uh, listen, but, I'm sorry about this, gang. Doggone it. It's a great phone topic, but we've got some kind of a technical issue going here with the phones. But the text line, we got incoming there, Yaffe, and it's always nice and quiet on the text line, isn't it? (laughs) Yes. So, yes. And um, the text line, uh, one person says, I think President Trump deserves an A plus, and I also think he deserves a Nobel Peace Prize. It's very interesting. Well, it's not too early for one. I think they gave, uh, you know, Obama a Nobel Peace Prize about two days in, didn't they? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a good point they just give them away these days oh, it anyone. seems like it yeah <laughs> another mm-hmm. person says uh president trump a plus in my book another person another person says grade a so a right. lot of a lot of positive reviews for trump yeah absolutely right boy i gotta tell you i'm I'm just bummed on the phone situation guys i'm sorry we had some kind of an issue we had engineering in here yesterday gremlins have gotten into the gear here on the fifty thousand watt front porch but um, there we go on that score. We got to um, we got to free Yaffe up because he's got to lead us into Yaffe world and explain why his generation trusts the IRS more than the military. Can that possibly be true? And if it is, what does it say about the generation that will take over this country and is in the process of trying to do so as we speak? Frightening, isn't it? We'll get to the bottom of it in Yaffe world as we always do. Well, Deb, it looks like the trail, at least for now, has gone cold on the most hunted man in America. Yeah, it is. But that search for the Ohio man accused of murdering his victim on Facebook continues, bud, and is going national. Cleveland Police Chief Calvin Williams pleaded with the suspect, Steve Stevens, to turn himself in. Contact a relative or friend 
because there are a lot of folks out there that um, want to talk to him, uh, want to get this resolved peacefully. Williams said Stevens could be anywhere and that the law enforcement reach for him is now all over the country. Stevens is considered armed and dangerous. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. If you're one of the thousands who have held off until this week to wrap up your taxes for 2016, don't fret. IRS spokesman Luis Garcia says you can request an extension and it's automatic. You don't have to give us a reason. You simply have to request it. You fill out a form. It's uh, IRS form 4868. And you can actually do it online right from our website. And it gives you an automatic six months to get all your paperwork together and, uh, and file that return. The deadline to file is 11.59 p.m. tonight. That's due to the 15th falling on the weekend and the 17th being a holiday in Washington, D.C. Garcia notes the extension will not put off paying the IRS what you owe if you do owe money. However, he adds the majority of those seeking an extension are getting refunds and just need extra time to get all of their paperwork together. Meanwhile, tax day allows folks to get a good look at their finances, but one doctor thinks you need to do the same thing with your health. Dr. Michael Roizen with the Cleveland Clinic says you're probably not going to suffer from chronic disease if your health habits are good to begin with. 80% of chronic disease can be prevented with the big four, we say, which is avoiding toxins, tobacco is the leading one, doing physical activity, getting food that loves you and you love back, and managing stress. Dr. Roizen suggests having two or three favorite healthy meals you automatically eat during the week so you're not always making the de- making decisions on the fly. He adds that it's also important to look at the bigger picture with your health as you would with planning for financial retirement. National chains are trying to take some of the sting out of tax day with deals and freebies today. Office Depot will shred up to five pounds of documents for free and Staples will shred two pounds with coupons that can be printed from the company's website. Boston Market has a $10.40 or 1040 tax day special <laughs> on a half chicken meal, while McDonald's, Schlotzky's, Sonic Drive-In, and Firehouse Subs are among the places offering discounts on food. For something stronger, Bud, Chili's, and World of Beer have deals on margaritas and brews. And it isn't necessarily a tax day deal, but if you just want to get away, this is National Park Week and admission is free at all national parks and national monuments this coming weekend. So if you have to cry uh, cry quietly to yourself after filing your taxes, you know, go take a walk in a national park while you... Very nice. (laughs) You know, we we got a few within striking distance. Canaveral National Seashore is great without the admission. Yes. I love the Canaveral National Seashore. I think I've just made the plans for the Budman's tax day. Thanks for the tip, Deb Meister. You're welcome, Budman. Deborah Roberts back with the news. Top of the bottom of the hour and one for it breaks. And right now in for Gina Cervetti with the Daily Bloomberg Business Report live from the Bloomberg Newsroom in New York City. Our good friend John Tucker. Welcome back to the 50,000-watt front porch. And good morning, Orlando. How you doing, John? Hey, uh, good morning, bud. After yesterday's nearly 1% jump in stocks, uh, futures this morning pointing to a lower open. U.S. futures were dragged lower by losses in Europe. We have uh, sliding metal prices that hit miners, in particular iron ore prices. Um, the reason we care about that, that's one of those things that could be considered a proxy for the, the health 
of the global economy. Very interesting. And we're going to have some economic data that Bloomberg will have its eyes on as it comes down the pike today, right? Uh, yeah, manufacturing. Uh, this is a smaller part of the economy uh, compared to services, but uh, these are jobs that actually pay more. Manufacturing output may have fallen in March. Uh, we think uh, because of uh, data covering hours worked in the payrolls report. Now, overall, industrial production probably grew after stagnating in February. We also get the, the housing starts that may have declined, emphasizing the sluggish finish to the first quarter. Although, I got to tell you, it's yeah. uh, looking at Florida. The housing starts down there are pretty amazing. It's just... <laughs> oh, it's on fire down here. It's just remarkable. Yeah, it really is. It, it's really it's really come to life, gangbusters. Now, before we let you go, we're noticing, I think, here and everywhere around the country, gasoline prices have shot up recently, and they're kind of wavering. We're finding them going up a few cents, down a few cents, always tied to oil prices. And apparently there's an indicator... That oil's going up, and I guess gas will have to go up along with it. What is your analysis on this this morning from Bloomberg, John? Well, this is a, this is coming from Citigroup. Actually, a couple of sources. Citigroup predicting oil to rally uh, to the mid-60s by year-end expects a sizable inventory draws to materialize from the OPEC cuts. Now, at the same time, the reduction is going to overshadow U.S. output over the next six to nine months. I would say, bud, uh, don't... Uh... <laughs> discount the U.S. production capabilities for the shale producers. But, you know, that's yeah, my I hope opinion. so. The fracking, I mean, it's, it's amazing um, uh, what we've been able to do in terms of um, tapping into these uh, previously unavailable resources out of the shale rock here, and it's a real key to energy independence. But in the meantime, we got these market fluctuations, the OPEC factor here, so I guess we're going to be looking not only at higher oil prices, but in general, Gas prices are going to be elevated for at least a while. Would that be what you'd conclude, John? At least for the short term. But, yeah. uh, you okay. know, technology f- uh, keeps getting better and better yep. with the uh, the fracking. Uh, once again, S&P futures down eight. Dow futures 41 points lower right now, bud. All right. Great to have you with us. John Tucker in for Gina Cervetti with our Tuesday morning Bloomberg Business Report from the Big Apple. Have a great rest of the day in New York City, John. Thank you so much. You too. Thank you. Hey, it's been a while since we visited the strange confines of Yaffe World to find out what young America is thinking and why. Um, apparently, the millennials, the Yaffe generation, place far more trust in the IRS than the United States military. I asked Yaffe to get to the bottom of that, so we're all headed for Yaffe World on this, and you are most definitely coming along for the ride if you'll just stay with us a moment okay to yaffe world we go we got to get to the bottom of this and of course we'll be taking your phone calls because i'm told the phone lines are once again working we shall see we'll have all of that in orlando's news weather and traffic for you in two minutes on news radio 1025 wfl now good morning orlando again probes the mysterious world of the millennials to reveal how and what young America thinks. It's another spine-tingling journey into Yaffe World. Yaffe, you're a millennial. There's no way I could possibly deal with this topic when I see studies indicating that young Americans, millennials, the Yaffe generation, actually hold in high regard the IRS, more so than the United States military. They like the IRS more than the U.S. military. What's the deal here? Well, bud, (laughs) 
It is definitely kind of uh, crazy. I'm, I'm dumping not. this in your lap. You better be able to explain this to me. <laughs> it's definitely hard to explain. First off, by the way, I want to promote that I'll be on tonight on my show, 7 p.m. So if you don't get enough of Yaffe World in this segment, I will be on tonight, 7 to 9 p.m. Beyond reason. My... Taking your phone yes. calls on WFLA. Yes. So this all comes from a Pew Research study, which found that 53% of adults under the age of 30 have a favorable impression of the IRS. I... Don't understand this. The only thing, to be honest, that explains this to me yeah. in terms of the IRS is maybe there's a lot of millennials who are not making any money, so they're really not paying a lot in taxes. So they haven't had to deal with all of the craziness that comes from yeah, getting man. audited or paying a lot of different taxes sure. in the complex tax code. And we have, you know, our system is now where a lot of people don't even pay income taxes they get more back so maybe they like that refund check at the end of the year oh so you mean so it's like it's like the irs is santa claus for some of these folks or not a factor in their lives because they're still living in mom and dad's basement at the age of 29 and what do they know about the internal revenue service you know for the rest of us it's like you know uh, it, you use the simplified form where it says, how much did you make last year? Send it in. <laughs> I mean, you know, <laughs> yeah, and we exact, don't feel so good exact, about the IRS. Exactly right. Although I think there probably is more to it as well. But what really disturbs me, you told me that, that, that the young Americans, the millennials, the Yaffe generation, they don't, they don't respect, they don't like the military nearly as much as they like the Internal Revenue Service. And frankly, that disturbs me even more, that the military is not held in high esteem. Yeah, that comes from a Harvard Institute poll, which shows that the military is losing ground and trust among all parties in terms of the younger generation. It's down six points in the Democrat Party, five points in the Republican Party, and eight points among independents. And, you know, it's kind of troubling to me that this is where we're going. And you made a good point off the air when we were talking about this. I think there is a strong anti-military, anti-war movement in academia, oh, in no college question. campuses. No question. All the profs are leftists in, in, in most of the colleges, and, and, and the kids get indoctrinated, you know, that America's evil, America's bad, yeah. the military's bad. Plus, and, we had Obama for eight years who believed that the United States was the cause of a lot of problems in the world, that the United States military and the military presence around the world caused a lot of problems. Unless that thinking changes in your generation, the millennials, the Yaffe generation, and God, it it has to change somewhere along the way, this country is in very, very serious trouble. We owe our freedom and our ongoing way of life to the United States military and those who put on the uniform and serve this great country. Yeah, I I think it could change because a lot of millennials did serve in the military, so that's a plus. Also, you look at um, after Vietnam, Vietnam, the military wasn't looked as high upon, and then right after, morale since then seemed to go up. It takes the right leadership, takes the right president, so maybe Trump can boost morale in the military in a lot of cases, but yes, it's really troubling. And I think, I think you're right. A lot of it has to do with academia. A lot of it has to do with what we're taught. And, um, well, it's pretty crazy out there in Yaffe World. Join us next time for another illuminating journey into the mind of the millennials.
in Yaffe World. Let's see if we got the gremlins out of the phone system here. And um, on the topic of why studies are showing young Americans, the millennials of the Yaffe generation, like the IRS more than the military, Jim, you've been thinking it over. And welcome to the show from Orlando, Jim. Hey, good morning, bud. Uh, yeah. First off, uh, the Trump A+. Plus. Uh, with the young millennials, uh, I employ uh, some younger guys, middle-aged, and some older guys. The young guys are in an income level that they get that money back uh, in a refund check. Oh, so it's the Santa Claus phenomenon then. They don't see the IRS the way you and I do. No, they they don't get it yet. (laughs) All right, they'll get it. (laughs) As they make a little bit more money, then they start to get it when they start to owe, and they start to owe. Yeah. And then, um, you know, and the older guys, they understand it. They're right with you and I. So it's just a time thing. They'll, they'll, They'll get with it. Yaffe? Well, I was just going to say on that point, I have a couple of He really makes a lot of sense because on that point, I have a couple of friends. One's a doctor and one's a sales rep, and they're making more money now. And because they're making more money, their view of the IRS and, frankly, their view in politics has changed a lot because of it, which is very interesting. Yep. Good stuff. Jim, thank you. Terrific call. And he also threw in a vote. Uh, grading the president as an A-plus for the nearly 100 days in office. Here's Matt and Claremont weighing in on our two topics right now. Good morning, Matt. Good morning, bud. I think that you've got people like Rand Paul, the libertarians, and then you've the globalists, and they have suspicion about doing what's right. And, you know, this is what they did in the healthcare thing. They, they, they want to pass it off to uh, uh, the employer. Well, you know, Tax cuts to the employer are the same, as, or re- intervention, doing what's right with ISIS. They think that that is a. Um, so you're a suggesting that, that there is a strong thread of libertarianism running through the Yaffe generation right now, is what you're suggesting. Yeah, I mean, they think Bush knocked down the Twin Towers. They're they're completely they complete <laughs> they have a complete uh, disconnection from reality. There you go. Interesting. Quick comment from Frank, who wanted to get on board grading Trump from Deltona when the phones went fluey in the first half hour. Good morning, Frank. I'll give you 20 seconds. Top of the morning. Uh, A-plus, uh, I probably wear my Veterans for Trump T-shirt. Uh, he's a terrific uh, individual. He's a leader. He's not a, a follower. Love it. Good stuff, Frank. Thank you for your patience. How about that text line, Yaffe? Yes, got one person texting on why millennials like the IRS says, Right now, they get money from the IRS. It's a bonus. In terms, the military offends them with all of their rules. No tattoos? Oh, my, that is offensive. So they think it's the lack of respect for authority, ah. which, you know, actually kind of makes sense. Very interesting, indeed. Stay tuned for our Make Your Wallet Fat Again contest. Is that it? Make your wallet great again. Well, it would make it fat again, too. Well, that's true. Although we use credit cards now and stuff. So well, no. I, well, that's true. But on tax <laughs> day here, we can fatten things up. If you're sending all your money in, okay, to Uncle Sam, you can win $1,000. You get the key word here just before Deb brings us the news at the top of the hour here. Don't miss it. Good morning, Orlando. We're glad you're with us here at the top of the 7 o'clock hour on a beautiful Tuesday morning. As we bring you the very latest we have on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic on News Radio 1025 WFLA. 
Hey, I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning, the hunt for the suspected Facebook killer continues. And using drones to spot sharks? Well, we'll have the details coming up in one minute. Ooh, sounds good to me. How about bear hunts in Florida? Bring nope. them back? Nope. Or ban them? Nope. We'll talk about it next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Tuesday morning at 7.04 on News Radio 102.5. Family, friends, and supporters are remembering 74-year-old Robert Goodwin Sr., who was shot and killed over Facebook Live on Sunday. At a vigil in Cleveland, family friend Fred Ward hopes people take away a message from this incident. That we're not as powerless as a lot of us seem to think we are, and that there's a lot of things that we can do collectively if we get the right education and the right strategy. Steve Stevens is accused of murdering Goodwin as he was simply out walking following Easter dinner. A warrant was issued for Stevens' arrest for aggravated murder and a $50,000 reward is now being offered for information that leads to his arrest. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Breaks your heart. This family man, age 74, who's undoubtedly been through so much in his life. Yeah. As his life ended and for what? And, and they can't find this guy, And Stevens. they can't find him. I'm, I'm surprised as you are, bud, that yeah. this guy could drop off the radar like that. And yeah. you can't help but believe someone somewhere is helping, you know, is harboring him, yeah. a fugitive from justice. Yeah. If, if, if you're willing to post video of you shooting a 74-year-old man in the face, you should be man enough to stand up for the crime. You would think. You would think. Australia and California, bud, are experimenting with drones to look for sharks uh, off their coast. And not only that, some of these drones even have bullhorns on them to alert swimmers when these fish swim close to shore. Now, but... that's a great use of drone technology domestically that I would support in a heartbeat. I would as well. But one Florida authority, bud, uh, says they might only be of limited benefit benefit for Florida. The uh, Cape Canaveral area is a big no-no spot for anything in the air because of security concerns there. Uh, obviously, uh, our president's um, uh, homestead in South uh, South Florida is also a, a big place where you can't have anything flying about. George Burgess is the head of the International Shark Attack Registry in Florida. He adds that many Florida airports have coastal locations or approaches, so drones would be off limits there as well. He says the Sunshine State has coasts full of trained lifeguards who are very good at their jobs, and those jobs include moving lots of people off the beach when sharks move in. But the problem is reflections off the water. It's hard without elevation to get a really good view. From a helicopter, you can see sharks in a heartbeat. Very tough to do, even from the lifeguards chair. Move up, I would say, up Seminole County, make that Volusia County. Come on, they have they have people with, with parasails way up in the air. We don't have to get a drone up all that high. If those things are okay, drones ought to be okay. We need them to spot sharks in Central Florida. We are the shark bite capital of the world in Volusia. Yeah, we are. That's a great, we need to do this. We need to take up the cause. I like frosting your flakes and doing your homework for you. I'm I have a fired feeling. up. You are fired up. Yeah, I'm getting ready to promote the bear hunt in a minute, too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She is so anti-bear hunt. Because there's no point for it. There's uh, no reason for it. Uh, okay, all right. Okay. There's no reason for it. You're going to get out any? there and, are you going to get out there and shoot a bear? Well, then why are you worried about a bear hunt? Have there been well, any bear attacks? I don't, I, I, but I, I don't, well, I don't shoot deer, and I don't, I don't shoot any other. I'm not a hunter, okay? But why but are it you doesn't promoting mean I don't the bear support, hunt? Because you got to manage population. But why? Because the population is exploding, and they are... According to what? According to what? According to the latest count from Fish and Wildlife. 
60% since 2002 to 2015. It's going to keep on going if you do not if you do not manage the population, Deb. I don't I don't think that that's an issue. I think when we were having attacks and bears were coming into people's, you know, living areas and people were not being smart about, you know, hiding their garbage and stuff, then, yeah. you know, we needed to uh, maybe call the herd a little bit. But we don't need that now. No, we don't, huh? No. All right, we're on opposite not. sides of the bear hunt issue. Where are you? We'll be taking your phone calls in a minute. From News Radio 1025, this is Good Morning Orlando. What happened there? <laughs> what was that? Yeah, did you cut us off? You. you didn't want to hear it anymore? No, no, he didn't. My mic was still on. I just decided I wasn't going to talk to you anymore. Look at you. She wouldn't even look at I, me. Nope. Are we on Facebook Live right yep. now, Yaffe? Yes. We're on Facebook Live, so you can see it. You can like us on Facebook at WFLA Orlando, see our palatial news studio, I, and look at the Deb Meister who won't even look at the <laughs> Bud Man. I mean, there was like dead air for like five seconds. I didn't know what to do. You're I totally don't like, allergic to dead air. <laughs> I was like, I guess we're going to. <laughs> I was trying to let it be a, a so-called pregnant pause before I, I read my, my news, my Pregnant pause? You could have given birth to triplets for crying <laughs> out loud. I was about to say, does that mean nine months of pauses? <laughs> it's five seconds, John. Gentlemen, relax. <laughs> We're still on. Don't you have any work to do in the newsroom? I really do. Yeah. I think I'm going to go do that right now. All right. All right. <laughs> we'll get into the bear hunt because they're going to be talking about, you know, what's going on with the black bear population here. I think we need an annual hunt. We had one, then they killed it. I'm sorry. We need a bear hunt. 407-916-5400. Deb Meister says no, and she just stormed out of the studio. This could be it. I could be doing the news at 7.30 the way this is going. Now she's in the control room screaming, no. No. Where are you on the bear hunt? 407-916-5400. You want it brought back? There's legislation to ban the bear hunt for at least 10 years going through the uh, halls of power in Tallahassee. We need to debate this here this morning. (sighs) Thanks to the Debmeister for teeing it up. (laughs) We're on opposite sides of the fence on the bear hunt issue. Where are you? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. Oh. Good morning, Orlando from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. We'll get into this, and Orlando's news, weather, and traffic will be updated in at least two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. So today, the uh, Florida Fish and Wildlife Commissioners will be meeting for an update on the state's black bears, just discussing population, habitat, etc., um, they say they're not going to be talking specifically about bringing back the bear hunt, but the uh, anti-bear hunt crowd is already going apoplectic uh, in this regard, and there is legislation making its way through Tallahassee right now. A couple of bills, both introduced by uh, local uh, lawmakers here, uh, Linda Stewart and Victor Torres, aim to block the return of a Florida black bear hunt for at least 10 years. That is not going to work. The bear population continues to explode. The last time they did a count in 2015, with the number of black bears had gone up since 2002, about 60%, and we had 4,350 of them. We had a two-day hunt in 2015, and hunters took down more than 300 bears, and, and that was it. They put a stop to it, didn't bring it back last year. We continue to get nuisance calls on bears. I mean, thousands of them a year. 14 a day statewide on the average. 
with the population exploding of the biggest land animal in Florida, you have to do what we do with wild animal populations. We hunt them with regular hunting scheduled to control the population so that those that survive can thrive within the habitat available, and it minimizes the interaction of the nuisance with human beings. This is what we do, okay? And I don't understand why bears have to be placed in somebody's special category. I'm sorry, they're wild animals. You don't seem to go crazy about the idea that we have deer hunting season. We hunt Bambi. That you can hunt rabbits about any time you want. We hunt the Easter Bunny to control the population of bunnies. But God forbid we should have regular hunts to control the population of the largest land animal in Florida that could potentially kill you or maim you. What is the deal? It's because I guess... We can kill Bambi, the Easter Bunny, but God forbid we kill a big teddy bear. I I really think that that is the psychology that drives the opposition to bear hunts in this state. If you ban bear hunting for 10 years or forever long, the population will explode, and one day people will be screaming for a return of the black bear hunt. We need an annual black bear hunt. It's crystal clear to the bud man. Deb could not disagree more vehemently, as you heard when she went on her little tirade there, okay? So now I want to hear from you. Bring back the bear hunt or ban it? 407-916-5400, text line 23680. As we join you from the Frontgate Realty Studio on the 50,000-watt front porch, just visit laurahasthebuyers.com. We'll have that on Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in two minutes here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Let's go to the phones and see where you are on whether or not we ought to bring back an annual bear hunt here. There's legislation that would ban the bear hunt for at least 10 years um, that, that is moving through um, the legislature right now. I'm sorry, we have to face the reality here. The population of the black bears will continue to explode. These are potentially very dangerous, potentially deadly dangerous animals. We have to control their population as the human population grows, and we're not going to stop that. All right, in order that the ones that survive the hunt can thrive on the habitat available. We do it with all other wild animals. We got to do it with black bears, please. I know they look like big teddy bears. They're not the wild animals. Tom, you're in a popka on the bear hunt. Bring it back or ban it? Bring it back annually, bud. It's how every other game animal is maintained and the healthy population is maintained. It's statistically proven over and over again. The problem is these people's worldview is that these animals are pets, and they're not. They're wild animals, and although they're wild animals, they're beautiful, and no one cares more about them than the hunters, believe it or not. No one gives more money, put your money where your mouth is. No one cares more about wildlife habitat or the animals and the hunters. Thank you for taking it up for the hunters. I'm glad you brought up that angle. Thank you for that. I appreciate it, Tom, and I think you're right. Here's uh, Bill up in DeBerry. Good morning from Volusia County, Bill. Hey, good morning, bud. Yeah, so being a scout leader with Troop 306 over in DeBerry, you know, we do a lot of camping, and last year we were over in Apopka, 
um, I'm sorry, Wakaiva. We're in the Wakaiva area uh, camping, and we had set up the camp and went out and explored the area. When we got back to the camp a couple hours later, our tents had been destroyed by bears, at least one bear for sure that we saw as we were approaching, but probably a couple. But anyway, yeah, the tents were completely destroyed. Wow. And so we had to abort the camp. You know, we, we packed up and left uh, and because of safety. We're just not going to put the kids in a situation like that. So, so that leads you, know, you to in, what in, conclusion? In regards to, in, in regards to all of the animals, you know, we, we hunt pythons, we hunt alligators, we hunt squirrels and deer and rabbit. It's just such a new concept, I believe. And once people get immune to that, I think we'll be okay. But yeah. um, right now, it's just so new to people. I think it's the teddy bear mentality. I really do. I, I think people think of them as just giant teddy bears. They're so cute. I'm sorry. They're wild animals as wonderful as they are. we got to control the population like we do with all the other critters out there. Yaffe, what about that text line? And what about you on this, my friend? Well, one thing that really convinced me that we need a bear hunt mm-hmm. is... Um, me. Uh, yes, that convinced... Thank you. I convinced you. No. Oh, all right. Go ahead. <laughs> Actually, you were very convincing, believe it or not, with your stats. <laughs> but no, I was driving through just a regular residential neighborhood in yeah. Wakaiva one day, and there was two big old black bears running through someone's front yard. Yeah. I mean, and this was not like in the preserve. This yeah. was a regular yeah. residential suburban area, and they were they were there. They yeah. were big, and I'm Listen, sure it's common. Oh, we had we had you had three women who were attacked up in Seminole County, right along Markham yeah. Woods Road in their homes. They're walking their dogs or whatever, you know. And 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 bear-proof trash cans that that helps, but it's not going to yeah. solve the problem of a burgeoning population of these huge animals. Yeah, I mean, I'm not against the bear-proof trash cans and all that. In terms of the text line, um, one person says I agree with Deb a hundred percent on the bear issue. Another person says no bear hunt. But a lot of people agree with you that says, bring on the bear hunt. There so, you go. There there you go. Well, listen, and again, um, the, the Fish and Wildlife Commission is meeting today. They're going to give an update on what's going on with the black bear population. They say they're not going to be debating a hunt, but the anti-bear hunt crowd is on the warpath here, and they will be watching closely. Um, it's a case of... Um, uh, Sooner or later, you're going to have to have a bear hunt, and people are going to be screaming for it because that population is going to grow unimpeded, and uh, we're going to have big, big problems. We really are. It's yeah. inevitable here. I-, I was just going to say real quick, another thing that convinced me is when they did the bear hunt the last time, they they met the quota in like two days. I know. Like less than two days. That shows that there is a large prop- well, population. Well, it was a hue and cry, you know, and people were going out of their ever-loving <laughs> minds mean. for crying out loud. All right. Anyway, so I appreciate the debate. Whether we agree or disagree, that's the beauty of the First Amendment on the 50,000-watt front porch in this great country we love, isn't it? Well, this is against my better judgment here. <laughs> as Deb sits down to update us on the news, and, and she's just, just went apoplectic against the resumption of a bear hunt, which I favor, I think maybe you'd like to take a phone call. If you're brave enough. I don't know because I'm afraid this guy may be on your side of the issue, and then there'll be I'll lose complete control of the show. Not that I ever had any. <laughs> well, let's bring him on. Let's talk to Pete and Claremont. Good morning, Pete. Good morning, guys. Uh, but I'm on your side with this. I'm a hunter. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, all right. Uh, Big surprise. Go ahead. As, as we expand our habitat into their habitat, we must adjust. And you cannot expect to build like in Western Orange County, build. A thousand homes and take down forests and expect these bears just to pack up and move. They have to go somewhere. And rather than they starve 
and they don't have what they need to survive, it's better to hunt them and harvest them. And, and that is the most organic source of food that we could get is from hunting. So all these organic people go hunt the bear. That's organic. Well, it's interesting. I really did think you were on Deb's side, which is why I was hesitating to put you on the radio. But I mean, because it says it's all keep, over the map. Well, it says here if we keep building houses, they'll have no place to live. So right. were, were you suggesting we ought to Just back off them. on 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 the home development and and whatever? Because I don't see it happening. I mean, that, that's one I, way to go and just say no more building. But I, I don't see that happening. Do you? That's not, no, absolutely not, because uh, the uh, state would uh, lose out on uh, all that property tax. Yeah. But we have to adjust. They did the same thing up in New York. They banned hunting on a mountain, and uh, they wanted to save Bambi until the next spring. Bambi was coming down because there was no food and eating their $500 shrubs in front of their house. Then they went nuts and wanted hunting reinstated because they were eating their shrubs. Okay. I mean, these people don't make any sense. Thanks a lot, people. I appreciate it. Deb, I'm going to give you an opportunity just to sum up your opposition to the black bears. I think for most people, it's just because they seem like big teddy bears, and it just it, they have this psychological thing. Is it more than that with you? Yeah, of course. I mean, they they have their place in our community. I'm not trying to hunt them to extinction, trying no, to manage their population. But we don't need to manage their population. We've just barely come out of having them on a list that they were threatened and endangered. Oh, we, it's 20 years ago. Well, 20 years, a lot can happen in this state in 20 years. Population's gone up more than 60%. Let's, let's talk instead about how to save our water. You know, what are we going to I mean, I just don't see the need for a bear hunt. Other animals to hunt, okay, not bears. Why not bears? Because bears' levels haven't reached those of deer or alligator. We have to give them more time. We just had a bear hunt. Let's let's fully assess the numbers. We're, we're not even right. sure really where the numbers are. Well, the Fish and Wildlife Commission will be talking about it today, yes, and I'm and sure we'll be talking about it again. But in the meantime, we've got an enormously important story to update. And uh, back to the bear hunt story, you may also be seeing banners being hung over I-4. Because that's oh, they, what protesters police started made doing them take yesterday. Take it down yeah. the, um, uh, yesterday along the Conroy exit of I four. They yeah. said you can't have that banner up there during the during the rush hour or whatever. And especially during the construction, the last thing you want to do is pull people's eyes off of the road yeah. when you've already got sh- you know shifting traffic patterns and everything else. Well, that's else, the anti bear so. hunt crowd. Those are your people, Deb. But, yeah, that's well, fine. Just saying, I won't point out what your people are. like. Never mind. (laughs) Let's get to that Facebook Live story. Oh, it's such a terrible story. A $50,000 reward is now being offered for information leading to the capture of the suspect in the so-called Facebook murder. Steve Stevens is accused of choosing an elderly victim at random Sunday, Easter Sunday, shooting him to death on a Cleveland street, then posting video of the murder to Facebook. He's been on the run since, and police say he could be anywhere in the country. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. A black licorice jelly bean is America's most loved flavor. No kidding. I love black the black licorice. licorice. I knew you'd be one of the weird oh, ones. Oh, it's good. It's not I my favorite, but it's right. I like I it, but I, I'm would. surprised that that's the favorite. Oh. Yeah, I don't understand. Because licorice is a taste either that. love or you don't like it at all. I'm surprised. I would think it would be some kind of middle of the road like a... You know, like an orange jelly orange bean. Orange jelly bean or a, a lemon jelly bean. Ooh, yeah. lemon. Lemon. It's good. What's your favorite flavor, Mike? Hmm, I don't know. Strawberry? Probably. Strawberry? Are you a Jelly Belly fan? Yeah, you're into the designer not flavors, right? Not a huge right? fan of jelly beans. But yeah, I'm not into the... There, it's amazing how many different flavors of jelly beans there are. Like Michael, you're a jelly bean guy. 
Eh, every now and then. Not, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with Mike on this one, If though. you could pluck one jelly bean out of the dish, what would it be? Strawberry's not a bad one. That was a good suggestion. Yeah, but what if you don't have designer jelly beans? You guys are going upscale on How about just the basic bag of jelly beans? Strawberries upscale? Yeah. yeah well, there aren't any strawberry. Is that what that flavor is, the red ones? No, no I always cherry. said cherry. Red's cherry. Pink Cherry's is pink. Good strawberry, too. what is pink? Oh. Yeah. Okay. Cherry's another good one. All right, we like that. Mm. I didn't know strawberry was so upscale. I was thinking they have, <laughs> they have popcorn flavored jelly beans for crying out loud. Oh, yeah, Funny they you do. say that. <laughs> Funny you say that because according to candystore.com, the classic flavor from the 1970s, the black licorice, still reigns supreme today. Huh. The sweets company used nine, year, nine years of sales data to find America's favorite in light of Easter and National Jelly Bean Day, which was on Saturday. Pop, uh, buttered popcorn, Mike. Watermelon, cherry, and cinnamon-flavored jelly beans rounded out the top five. Ooh, watermelon's a good one. Yeah. yeah, watermelon's good. Popcorn, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, cherry, yum. And you're not much of a, a fan. You said you're not a fan, but of the spiced what? ones. So you would not be a fan of the of the cinnamon-flavored jelly bean. Not as much. I want an orange jelly bean, not to be clove flavored or something. It's got to taste like an orange, you right. know. <laughs> I just uh, that's a that's a psychological thing. Traditional list. Yeah. And uh, well. Finally, this morning, well, we're really, really late, but I do want to let folks know that if you can get a chance to get to a Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa to kind of keep a little bit of that Easter spirit going with your family and maybe show your kids some really, really cool giant sculpted eggs and other confections. They're incredible works of art, and they're on display in the lobby of the resort. Disney says these Easter eggs take months to imagine, design, create, mold, oh, and sculpt. They are. They're based on Disney characters and films. Right now, you'll see a chocolate scene based on the movie Moana, an elaborate Mickey Mouse, BB-8 from the Star Wars movies, a fox and the hound, and the entire princess cats, uh, castle topped with a glass slipper. And for you, bud, just for you and yes. the 50,000-watt front porch, there's also an incredible detailed bald, e- bald eagle atop an egg dropped with uh, draped with an American flag. Kathy, any truth to the rumor that uh, Deb left the studio to organize a Budman hunt down the hallway? That no, she may be coming after me? I don't <laughs> think so, but I cannot verify that. Could be open season on the Budman. And if that's true, I'm just going to get out of the way. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> you want to be out of the line of fire? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Saying. Thanks for not getting involved. I really appreciate that. What the heck? I'm telling you what, this is a tough crowd, <laughs> particularly when I talk bear hunt with a Debmeister. I mean, I do not think the Budman population needs to be pared down. Thank you very saying. much. So Very much. I'm almost extinct. There's only one. <laughs> <laughs> hey, how'd you like to win 1000 bucks at the top of the hour? Sponsored by the David Moss Toyota folks. It is our Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. You got to listen for the key word just before Deb brings us the news, and uh, you could win $1,000. Hopefully, you'll enter our 50,000-watt front porch contest to pick the 50,000-watt front porch as it exists in your mind's eye. You know, all of us there, however you see it, and um, you could win fabulous prizes, including your own Cracker Barrel rocker worth 180 bucks, a $150 gift certificate to IDC Jewelers, a $100 Sam Sneeds gift certificate, and we'll bring you in and let you be our guest right here for a show in our newly renovated broadcast studio. You'll be right here on the 50,000-watt front porch. You know what the show sounds like. You just have to depict what the 50,000-watt front porch looks like. And how do you enter, Yaffe? Well, you can go to 1025wfla.com. And uh, it's right there on the front page. By the way, do you think that uh, will bears be allowed on the porches? You think a lot of people are going to draw bears 
on the 50,000 watt front porch Ooh, now. Ooh, hadn't thought about it. Or gators. That. Yeah, sure. Probably, sharks, put them should, all in there. <laughs> all, the, all the critters we're always talking about on this show. You'll have to show Bud hunting them, though. <laughs> that would be very clever, though. <laughs> Do it. Anything. Away. Listen, <laughs> and if we choose your entry as our winner when we make the drawing on the May 2nd Tuesday morning edition of Good Morning Orlando, we will actually use your depiction of the 50,000 watt front porch in our station promotions in the future. So, Make it good. Good morning, Orlando. Top of the morning to you at the top of the 8 o'clock hour on a Tuesday edition of the show as we update Orlando's news, weather, and traffic for you right here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. I'm Bud Hedinger. And I'm Deborah Roberts. And our top stories this morning the hunt for the suspected Facebook killer continues and protecting Florida's monuments. We'll have the details in one minute. Should our first responders in Florida with PTSD. Be able to get workers' comp benefits. Yep. We'll have the debate next. I agree with you on that one, Deb Meister, <laughs> and it's next on Good Morning Orlando. Good Tuesday morning. It's 8.04 on News Radio 1025. The man accused of shooting a stranger to death on a Cleveland Street Easter Sunday, then posting video of the murder on Facebook, is still on the run. Cleveland Police Chief Calvin Williams says Stevens, uh, Steve Stevens could be anywhere, not just Cleveland. Our reach uh, now is um, basically all over this country. And this is uh, what we would consider uh, a national search. A $50,000 reward is being offered for information leading to his capture. Last night, dozens of people gathered in Cleveland for a vigil in remembrance of the murder victim. 74-year-old Robert Godwin Sr. left behind nine children and 14 grandchildren. This news brought to you by Tresco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. Florida would conceal the identities of people who witness murders under a bill going to Governor Rick Scott. The measure would keep witnesses' identities confidential for two years after a murder in an effort to encourage people to come forward in such cases. The bill language states that witnesses could be subject to intimidation and threats from murder suspects if their identities were made public. While the information of a witness would be concealed in the discovery given to a suspect in the case, investigating agencies and prosecutors would still have access to it. The law will take effect July 1st if Governor Rick Scott signs the bill. The Florida Senate passed a bill that would tweak the state's stand-your-ground law to make it clear residents do not have to be attacked before using force against someone threatening them in their home. Altamont Springs' Republican Senator David Simmons says his bill was simply a clarification and didn't substantially change the intent of the law. Still, it was imposed by Democrats who think Stand Your Ground itself is a bad law. The bill removes the word attacked and adds language that residents in their home can use force, including deadly force, if they reasonably believe they or others are in danger of death or great bodily harm. A similar House bill still has one more committee stop before it can be heard by the full chamber. A group called Save Their Honor is in Tallahassee trying to revive a bill that would make it a felony to deface any monument to soldiers, astronauts, and first responders. Sieber Newsom of Uly says it's a serious crime, but the Sunshine State doesn't treat it that way. Right now in Florida, there are stiffer punishments for vandalizing a public phone booth, if you can find one, than for desecrating memorial to veterans or first responders. In most cases, it only warrants a slap on the wrist. The Memorials Protection Act would mean up to five years in prison for defacing a veteran's monument, but the bill is stuck in committee.
And finally, Cape Canaveral is readying for a launch today to send up supplies to the International Space Station. The Atlas V rocket will carry the unmanned Cygnus spacecraft and a liftoff scheduled for between 11.11 and 11.41 this morning from Launch Complex 41. 7,700 pounds of goods will be carried up to the ISS on the Cygnus spacecraft. And for the first time ever, cameras will provide a live 360-degree video of the rocket heading towards space. NASA will provide the 360 stream today as that unmanned Atlas rocket blasts off from Cape Canaveral. The stream will begin 10 minutes before the scheduled 11.11 a.m. liftoff and continue until the rocket is out of sight. And I understand that you'll be able to control the views you want to see, you know, 360 degrees yeah, as you were the saying rocket goes up, which is amazing to me. On NASA's YouTube channel, is that Apparently what that's right. Yeah? Yeah. Very cool. It's very, very cool. Yep. WFLA News Time 807. Check out News Radio 1025 WFLA's 50,000 Watt Front Porch Logo Contest at 1025WFLA.com. The third hour of Good Morning Orlando starts now. News, weather, traffic. This is Good Morning Orlando. On News Radio 1025. Yep, depict the 50,000 watt front porch as it exists in your mind's eye. Win fabulous prizes. Find out all about it on the website. Go to 1025wfla.com, keyword porch. We're running the contest till the end of April, picking our winner on Tuesday morning, May 2nd, here on Good Morning Orlando. Um, compelling testimony before the state legislature yesterday by the wife of an Orlando police officer who hasn't been able to work since he had the grim duty, along with a small group of others, of removing the blood-soaked, bullet-riddled bodies from the Pulse nightclub. Believe it or not, Deb, first responders in this state cannot get workers' comp if they have post-traumatic stress disorder. You have to have a physical injury. But this, as we know with our wounded warriors coming back, can be just as debilitating as losing a limb. In fact, in some cases, even more so. And if this was an injury, and it was an injury because it's impacted this first responder's ability to live his life normally, to go to work, you know, to do anything. It is an injury. It's just one we can't see. And because it was incurred while he was doing his duty... He should be covered. It shouldn't be a question. I'll tell you what the opposition is to it in a moment, and we will hear uh, from the husband and wife team who testified yesterday, although although the husband was unable to do it. They were afraid he would regress in his battle against PTSD. Mm -hmm. But we are talking about Officer OPD Officer Jerry Reelan and his wife, Jessica. Um, You'll hear from them in a moment. And we'll have this debate and this conversation. It's hard for us to imagine there should be a debate, but indeed there is, and a very vigorous opposition to permitting first responders to get workers' comp when they have PTSD. The story ahead. It's important. It's a Florida story, and we need to talk about it together, and we will. Good morning from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit LauraHasTheBuyers.com. All of this in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic updated as well in only two minutes for you here on News Radio 1025 WFLA. Isn't it incredible to think that under current Florida law, a first responder who develops PTSD, like so many of our warriors have gotten from recent wars, from all wars, really, post-traumatic stress disorder that can be terribly debilitating, cannot get workers' comp benefits 
unless the PTSD that you can't see, like you can see, say, loss of a limb or something, unless, unless they also have a physical injury. It just seems wrong, and it doesn't ever seem any more wrong than it seems to me when I consider the story of Orlando police officer Jerry Reelan. He um, was diagnosed with PTSD after he helped remove bodies from the Pulse nightclub. All those people, all those blood-soaked and bullet-riddled bodies, they were all dead. And he and a few others from a small hazmat team had to get him out of there the next day. He was going to testify on behalf of legislation that is sponsored by Victor Torres, who's a Democrat from Orlando, Senate Bill 1088, which I support, would allow first responders suffering from PTSD but not a physical injury to receive workers' comp benefits. He wanted to testify and tell a story, but doctors were afraid it would cause him to regress as he tries to come back from the trauma of that night. So his wife largely spoke for him, although he speaks as well. Let's just listen here a little bit before we get into this debate about whether or not this legislation should pass and become law. I say absolutely. If you're a first responder and you get PTSD on the job, you ought to be able to get workers' comp just as surely as if you had suffered a serious, visible physical injury. Here is Jerry Reelan, the OPD officer, recalling the grim task of removing the bullet-riddled, blood-soaked bodies from that club. We began... uh taking care of the the victims who didn't make it out. They didn't look like the beautiful people I'm sure they they were. There was a lot of blood, and I still see all the red. We wrapped up the victims, and we carried them out. We got them out of there. Jessica and Jerry Reelan recalling how the trauma he experienced the night of the Pulse nightclub massacre changed everything for both of them. Amanda left my house. Didn't come back that night. He hasn't been back since. I'm just trying to get back to being the the father and the husband that I was because that's the most important to me. I could still smell it in certain places, random places. Uh, I've identified a lot of triggers that give me flashbacks and I freeze or forget about what I'm doing and, you know, I just can't focus sometimes. I don't sleep much. Jerry Reeland tried to return to work with the Orlando police, was unable to do so. The police department generously, they don't have to do this, happens to have continued to pay uh, his salary But we don't know what the end of the road is here for him or anyone else who suffers from PTSD. But it just seems to me that first responders ought to be eligible for workers' comp just because they don't have a physical injury. Um, um, This can be even more serious, as, as Deb and I were discussing. One of the concerns is the Florida League of Cities says if this passes, we're liable to have claims filed all over the place by first responders who have been traumatized. And they're worried about what the cost ultimately would be. And there are those who say, hey, you're a first responder. You knew what you were signing up for. Really? Can anybody possibly have been trained to prepare for the trauma of a night like Pulse? This bill needs to pass. This needs to become law. 
first responders with PTSD legitimately diagnosed by a physician need to get workers' comp, period. Do you agree? 407-916-5400. Or is it some kind of a high-cost, slippery slope that you're worried about us going down statewide? On the issue of providing full workers' comp benefits in Florida for first responders, emergency workers, fire, police, when they don't have a physical injury that you can see but have debilitating PTSD, it's amazing to me that there would be any debate. But there are those who are worried we're going down a slippery slope, we're going to have all kinds of claims made. I don't think the numbers will be all that great. I don't think it's going to be a budget buster at the local or state level, Yaffe, but I think right is right. And I think that was compelling testimony by Mr. and Mrs. Relin, um off his PTSD from taking those bodies out of the Pulse nightclub. On the text line, what do you see? Yeah, speaking of uh, compelling, uh, one person on the text line says, I have to admit, this story has moved me to tears. It's hard not to really feel for them. When you hear that testimony like we did. Absolutely. It, and it really moved lawmakers, I think, um, in Tallahassee. Yeah. And hopefully the opposition, based on cost considerations, will dissolve. It needs to in this case. Yeah, another person says there is no training that could ever inoculate humans from PTSD. Meaning it can happen, you know, in law enforcement. You say, well, they know what they are getting into. But PTSD can creep up on anyone, even the toughest of people, as yeah. you've seen in the military. Very tough to deal with, very, very tough to come back from when it's bad. Yeah, yep. on that, though, there are a lot of people that disagree. One person says this is a scam. They choose their field of work. Too many people scam the system. This guy is one of them. Why should you be able to get workers' comp if you're a first responder who, um, you know, maybe loses a leg or something? Yeah. It's a leg shot. Why? That's okay, but it's not if you cannot work because of PTSD. It makes no sense. That's irrational, in my opinion, with all due respect, to think that way. Yeah, somebody else brings up an interesting point, says, will this bill extend to nurses and doctors that are in, in emergency rooms? And I think he's fearing mm. the whole slippery slope thing that if you do it for cops, how far yeah, does I'm that not, go? I'm not aware that in that environment um, that that, uh, that 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 would be covered. Maybe that would have to be separate legislation. We'll see. We'll follow it closely. You know where we stand. My co-host and partner, Deborah Roberts, updating us in the news at the bottom of the 8 o'clock hour. And I guess the big thing everybody wants to know, have they got any sign of this guy who um, posted the murder on Facebook? No, and it's amazing because yesterday it was, you know, Michigan, Indiana, Ohio, New yeah. York, and now they're saying it's a nationwide manhunt is on for the Ohio man accused of murdering his elderly victim on Facebook. At a news conference Monday, Cleveland Mayor Frank Jackson said a $50,000 reward is now being offered in the search for Steve Stevens. The murder occurred in Cleveland, but Police Chief Calvin Williams said Stevens could be anywhere and that the reach is now all over the country. Police in Philadelphia had received unconfirmed sightings of Stevens at a city park, and although he wasn't found there, it did uh, shut down 30 schools while they were busy looking to see if Stevens was in Philadelphia. This news brought to you by Trusco Bank, Florida's hometown bank. 
uh, peanuts, popcorn, and grasshoppers. Stop it. That's the truth. Baseball parks, you know this, bud. They're always trying to come up with new cuisine ideas. They've gone too far. If we're talking grasshoppers. Yeah, some are really out there, including the food fair that Seattle is offering up this season. But think about it. The Mariners are selling a type of toasted grasshopper. Ooh, tossed in a lime and chili salt. Yum, yum, yum. You know, I was watching ESPN the other day, and they were trying them. And they, I bet they were good. Uh, I don't know. He put on a lot of sriracha. Did he really? Yeah, to, to, to choke sauce? it down. Yeah. Well, the uh, <laughs> insects are provided by a local Mexican restaurant, and the ball team seems surprised by the popularity of the crunchy treats. I know there's a lot of protein in insects like that, but there's something that just grosses me out when that, you know, when those legs and that head go crunch. I'm just, I, I, I think I'd be done. Well, one and done for the Budman. A four ounce cup of roasted grasshoppers goes for four dollars. Probably the cheapest thing you can get at the concession <laughs> exactly. stand in a ballpark these <laughs> exactly. days. Now, well, now maybe I need to rethink this. You know, the only time <laughs> to really have a problem with it is if you see the greenskeepers actually picking the grasshoppers up before you go get your cup. <laughs> oh, that's how they get them. That might be how they say <laughs> no, they get it from man. a local Mexican restaurant, but I've got my ideas here. <laughs> how about some religion with your food? Amen. A Texas man found a Cheeto that he says resembles the Virgin Mary. It I, does. I saw the picture. Really? It I, really kind of does. I know when we get somebody, you know, gets a piece of toast that uh, looks like Jesus yeah. or something. Well, Alvin Cochran said he purchased the bag of Cheetos while shopping at a local San Antonio uh, HEB. He posted the Cheeto for sale on the popular bidding website eBay. Now, keep in mind, a Cheeto resembling the slain gorilla Harambe sold on eBay in February for almost $100,000. Well, this one's got to sell for more. I would hope so. Or there's so. no hope for the world. <laughs> That's a good way to peg it down, really? isn't it? Really? <laughs> Tomorrow, tune in. We'll have a, a story about Japan facing a potato chip shortage. Okay. And uh, finally, you know what they say? There's no use crying over spilt milk, right, bud? That's what they've said. Especially thousands and thousands of gallons of the white stuff. A tanker truck carrying 11,000 gallons of milk rolled over Monday morning, closing the highway, closing the lanes of a highway in eastern Michigan. Nasty stuff. Yeah. All right, Deb Meister. Let me ask you this. If they blindfolded you and drove you to an unknown city 1,600 miles away and you got out and took the blindfold off, and were asked to survive for 30 days with nothing but $25 in your pocket, how do you think you'd do? Terribly. I don't think I'd do well either. I would do terribly. Well, we know a man who survived it and turned it into a documentary, and we're going to welcome him to the 50,000-watt front porch in a moment. Oh, that that great, yeah, that was a great item that he did that was such a, it changed a lot of people's minds well it's called the american dream documentary and the star of it and the driving force behind it is adam shepherd and he will be with us in a moment you'll meet him we'll have that in orlando's news weather and traffic in fact at only two minutes for you so please stay with us on news radio 1025 wfla so I've been looking at a documentary called the american dream which is well it's focused on the adventures of my very special guest here on the 50,000-watt front porch right now. And good morning, Orlando. All the way from Orange County, California, Adam Shepard. It's great to have you with us. Good morning. Good morning, bud. Good morning, guys. Thanks for having me on. I kind of teased this a moment ago, but set it up for us. Uh, exactly what 
happened to you that became the American Dream documentary? Take us through exactly yeah, what a, the whole premise a, of it was. Uh, unique experience that I had, I would say. Uh, I had my friend Brady Covington, my camera guy, he came over. And we had some pancakes with my lovely wife, and then he blindfolded me, and he drove me to a random city that he had, he had predetermined up to 16 hours away. He took off the blindfold, and he gave me $25 and 30 days to accrue. The challenge was to accrue as much net worth as possible. And to survive, I mean, as well as actually see how much money you could make. Now, where did you wind up? What city did this turn out to be, Adam? The city was Knoxville, Tennessee, where I had, I don't know if you've been there, but I've never been there uh, before this. Once upon a time, time, yes, but it was all foreign to you. And what happened to you? How did you get yourself established? How did you keep from going flat busted broke? Because $25, if that's all you've got, it's not going to last long. What happened? Yeah, the first, well, the first thing I did, I got out of the car, I went across the street to a convenience store, I bought a 97-cent orange, and I asked the guy, hey, listen, where, where am I? And he kind of confusedly looked at me, he said, you're in Knoxville, <laughs> Tennessee. My, uh, my next move, I went to the Goodwill, I uh, got a Justin Bieber backpack, don't judge me, it was the least expensive one, it was $3.99, <laughs> and, right. and so that's how I accumulated all my goods along the way. And the next move, I, I asked a, I went to a bus stop, I asked a homeless guy to kind of give me the lay of the land, uh, where's the library, because once I could touch base the library, I could get on Craigslist, get some work, uh, find a roommate, those kind of things. So he, um, he directed me where to go to, to begin my journey. But one of the most amazing moments in there, this homeless guy, it looks like he literally doesn't have 10 cents to his name, didn't he give you his last $4 to get you going? That's exactly right. It's he, amazing. He had this, it, it, it was striking to me, bud. He, we had this three-minute exchange, and at the end, you could see, you know, I told him I didn't know where to sleep. I was kind of catching my bearings in this new, new city. And he said, listen, I've got $4 left, uh, and I, I, I can give it to you. And, and, of course, I didn't take uh, the money, but just the idea, you know, for, for me to go out, work hard, save your money, all these American ideals, I was just set out to challenge if I could do it. Uh, but for me to meet a guy like that, sure. uh, it was just, it, it was an incredible experience for me. Yeah, I know there was a guy in a diner who wound up giving you some pancakes to eat or whatever, but how did you basically survive? Where did you sleep? And and, and I want to know how you did on the road to trying to accrue $1,000 in 30 days when you started in an unknown city with only 25 bucks in your pocket. Well, the, the the first three days obviously were the hardest. A lot of sleeping outside. I mean, Knoxville is a lovely place, but uh, overnight it gets very cold. And uh, my goal was to get inside. I I finally was able to rent a room from a guy for a hundred dollars a week. Mostly it was just donating plasma, uh, shove, doing a lot of shoveling. One lady had me stand in line. Shark the Shark Tank auditions came into town, and she had me stand in line. Uh, for her and she paid and she paid you so so for various odd jobs you were able to survive at the end of 30 days how much money did you have and what had you learned uh end of the 30 days my goal was a thousand dollars as you said at the end of the 30 days i had one thousand one hundred forty eight dollars and eighty two cents wow although i will tell you and and your lovely listeners that i did not come home with any cash so I won't spoil the end on what I did with the money, but, yeah. but I did reach my goal. I figured I probably would um, if I would have known that 
you know, deep fried grasshoppers was a thing. I would have spent probably picked up some of those and, <laughs> and get, given those a shot. But uh, I did not come home with any money at all. Um, I've only got I, a minute I left. I, I, you know, I understand you learned some lessons that were unexpected. Yeah, yeah. I think the biggest thing for me, is the, the, the biggest thing were the interactions I had with these people around me. Uh, I think also it, it, people ask me what I ever do this again. And I think that we have the most wonderful experiences of our life, as you know, but when you step outside of your comfort zone, but to leave, uh, it, it, this was a, this was a wonderful and enchanting experience in my life to leave my beautiful and fantastic wife. If you saw a picture of her, you would smack me with the back of my, your hand for, for leaving this girl. I mean, it, it, you know, it, you have yeah, Ivana, she's, she's can... really quite lovely. You had a newfound appreciation for her when you returned, and, yeah. and you yeah. found an awful lot of goodness in, in, in perfect strangers, That's right? That's it. That's exactly yeah. right. Hey, before I let you go, uh, I'll let you have a plug here very briefly. If folks want to connect to your, uh, your DVD, your documentary, American Dream, Adam Shepard, how do they do it? Uh, yeah, the film is at Amazon and iTunes, and you can see the trailer at AmericanDreamDocumentary.com. You really do a great job, and it's a really interesting concept, and thanks for coming on and sharing it with us, and good luck. Cool. Thanks, bud. Appreciate it. All right. How about that? Interesting stuff. Also, we've got an opportunity for you on a very interesting edition of Sound Judgment to win a great prize. you got to be on the 50,000-watt front porch. you got to call right now, uh, 407-916-5400 if you want to play. Be quick on the phones. You'll scoop everybody else, and you could be our Sound Judgment winner. We'll have that in Orlando's news, weather, and traffic in only two minutes here from the Frontgate Realty Studio. Visit laurahasthebuyers.com as Good Morning Orlando continues. We're all spending the break trying to figure out what we would do if we were left off in an unknown city with 25 bucks in our pocket and we had to survive for 30 days. Uh, while we contemplate that, um, we may have to do a whole segment on that. We'll find out what people would do. Um, but not today because we only have time for the sound judgment game. Michael, what are we playing for? What's the prize today? Our prize today is a pair of tickets to the International Christian Film Festival 2017 going on May 4th through the 6th at the Wyndham Resort in Orlando. There's an opening night party, red carpet, award ceremony, networking. You'll get a swag bag, attend seminars, and showcase over 70 films throughout the event. Go to www.internationalcff.org for details. I'm telling you what, I mean, you don't understand how valuable this is. Those special producer passes are incredible, and this is the largest Christian film festival in the world here in Orlando, and you get the run of the place for three days. It's unbelievable. I mean, clean as a whistle, spiritual entertainment of all kinds at the Christian Film Festival locally. We are ready to play. 407-916-5400. I've got a slot open for you. Call now, 407-916-5400. Are you ready? The first woman ever to run in the Boston Marathon ran the 26 miles again yesterday at the age of 70. Listen to a little sound with Kathy Switzer after Monday's race. Then use your sound judgment to tell me what year she broke the gender barrier and ran her historic first Boston Marathon. 50 years, who would have ever believed it, you know? I'm so grateful to be back. It created a vision for me to create opportunities for women in running. And look at the result. We're almost 50-50 here today. 58% of all the runners in the United States are women. Wow. Kathy Switzer back to run the Boston Marathon at the age of 70. 
commemorating her becoming the first woman ever to run in the Boston Marathon. The question is, what year she broke the gender barrier and ran her historic first Boston Marathon? was a big story. Line two, you've got the first shot at the prize. I would say uh, 1973. No, it's actually a little earlier than that, but great try. 1973 is close. Make it a little earlier. Line open, 407-916-5400. Line four, you're next. Go ahead. What year was that? 1969. Oh, you're getting closer, closer, just a little earlier, darling. 407-916-5400. We're closing in on it. 1969 was a step in the right direction. A little earlier, line one. What year are we talking about? 1967. Yes, we got a winner. We have a winner. I actually remember that because I was living up in the Syracuse area, and Kathy Switzer, she was an icon up there. And, boy, she's remarkable. Fifty years later, she runs the marathon again in Boston. Congratulations to you. Still with me? Yeah, I'm here. All right. What's your first name and where are you calling in from? Uh, Ben and Claremont. Oh, I know you, Ben. You're going to love the Christian Film Festival, and those producer passes are pretty incredible. I hope you'll make good use of them. Oh, I guarantee you I will. Yeah, I'll bet you will. Don't you go away, Ben. Always a pleasure to have you with us, one of our loyal listeners. And uh, I love when we have the vets. I love when we have the newcomers and everybody in between. I'm going to put you on hold, and Michael will make sure we get you those Fabulous tickets to the Christian Film Festival in Orlando, the largest in the world. Big, big news here at WFLA. It's primetime Yaffe tonight. Your show, Beyond Reason, is on. Yes, it is. It is on tonight, 7 to 9 p.m., so a special two-hour edition where I am the voice of reason in a world that is beyond reason, and I'm sure there will be a lot to discuss tonight, including the latest in the Trump administration and... Whatever happens with North Korea. Yeah, absolutely. Who knows what's going to happen with that? Yeah, maybe they'll they'll catch the Facebook uh, live uh, killer, and yep, uh, that could true. be a story. The hottest topics, Yaffe will take your call. Same number, same text line, the whole deal. Primetime Yaffe, as I call it, beyond reason. You don't want to miss it. As we wrap things up from the Frontgate Realty Studio, visit laurahasthebuyers.com. Oh, top of the hour, just before we update the news, it's our fabulous texting contest, the Make Your Wallet Great Again texting contest. You can win $1,000, but you got to grab the key word, which is coming up here in a moment. And don't forget to go to our website and enter our ongoing 50,000-watt front porch contest. Depict the 50,000-watt front porch the way you think it looks in your mind. Go to 1025wfla.com, keyword porch. It is all in there. And uh, we're running the contest to the end of April, choosing our winner of fabulous prizes on the Tuesday, May 2nd edition of Good Morning Orlando been a great three-hour run. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of the day. Catch you in the morning from 6 to 9. Thank you. God bless you, and God bless America.